This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Save Eureka Podcast 10, Alienated. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Woo. Again, the oddity. Yeah. Juan is in the room. It's weird. <laughs> it's all eye contacty and stuff. I, I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah, we had this. Where are my three monitors? I don't like this. I'm we like, had this oddity. Prob- is that a nickname for me? <laughs> we had this problem with Modern Geek the other day when we did it. We're like. We were talking about how... It's just not the same. (laughs) When you're talking, I can't screw around and browse the web. I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. What am I supposed to do when you're talking and I want to ignore you? (laughs) Oh, no. You saw me roll my eyes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. No, it's awesome. I love having Juan in the studio. It's fun being More often. No Skype lag. It's weird. Yeah, I know. Juan was trying to sing the other day, Everything and he was, was singing with Skype, Skype lag. Yeah, he automatically <laughs> Chuck had has like iTunes. a half a second delay in everything he does. Seriously, Chuck had some iTunes going, and I was I started singing in Skype delay. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, man. That's awesome. That means that you and I, too, when we sing stuff on yeah. here, like it'll right. be easier. Oh. <sighs> Anybody remember the name of tonight's episode? Alienated. 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 Yeah. Alienated. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. it took me a second. In mid-word, I remember the end. Alienated. <laughs> hey, hey, no one. Yeah, Audra was uh, Audra was pointing out uh, that this was a creeptastic episode. No, 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 not creeptastic. It was skeevy because of that, that congressman. Skeevalicious. That guy from Stargate, the Tolan guy. Yeah, he, he was. He out. was a Tolan. Is yeah, that, I'm pretty sure he was the head Tolan. He was that would explain a lot. He was the guy like when uh, uh, Carter goes, "Oh yeah, you you built your own Stargate." And like, yeah, whatever. It's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we just did. We, we had Carter. a free weekend, so you know, we just got to it. But you know who he reminds me of? Who also skeeves me out? Who's always portrayed as like supposedly really handsome, and and I just find skeevy is Vedic Barile. Oh, are you kidding <laughs> me? That, Space that dude yeah. is skeevy. They're both skeevy, but they both have that kind of like same facial structure with that long straight nose they and do, like don't flared they? nostrils and that kind. Of, I just I don't find I don't understand what's going on. They're like, we're gonna bring in this guy and he's gonna be like a love interest for someone. I'm like, no, no, no love interest. Wow, Beverly's a hobag. Yeah, I, 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 like you were saying uh, when we were watching it. It's like I don't remember her being this much of a hobag. It's like wow, that's gratuitous. I know. Like I, I always knew that she was a hobag, but wow, early on they really they really show us. She must have a bumper sticker on that little smart car. Yeah, it's like my other ride is whoever walks in my front door. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. Well, funny, you knew actually. things were going that way when she said she'd get to the bottom of it. I'm telling you too. The funny thing is, I bet she's like the the actress is like a really nice lady, and Mm -hmm. and yet 
you know, they just have her play this role. Yeah, I know. Right. It's you always know? the case. But not you know, always. Well, well, it's often the case. Yeah. She may not be cavalicious. <laughs> but you know what? The worst thing, that guy, the congressman, what he did was, did you notice he called Beverly Dr. Barlow when they were in the bedroom? Like even Beverly's got it. Like everyone in that town has a doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end, when he was getting ready to leave after he or told... Two. Yeah, yeah. After, after he told Stark that he'd probably give him the money anyway, he left. He's like, Dr. Stark. And then he turned around and he's like, Miss Blake. Yeah. And I'm like, excuse me, that's Dr. Blake to you. You know, if you can even Beverly, you could call doctor, but you're not going to call Allison doctor. You do not disrespect Allison after skeeving on Beverly. Yeah. She, Thank you very much. Well, and, and he had that whole thing when uh, Beverly was like, you know, there's only one way to get to Stark. It's like, for her? It's like, no, science. <laughs> the thing he loves most. I'm sorry. Allison Blake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being Visuals mean. are not I working, know, man. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I really don't like Stark. I, I know that he's not an evil guy. He's just a douche. God. Yeah. I, I just don't like him. I do. I don't, I don't I like, like the him. way he talks to Allison <laughs> Sorry, I like him. You know why I like him? Because he brings such an awesome dynamic. I was thinking when we were watching this episode how I miss the dynamic of him being there. Well, there's an, antagoni- an antagonism that's running through the whole show right now that isn't there in the later series. Because, like, yeah. you get into, you know, the end of the se- season that we're on right now, and, you know, everybody's all, it's the entire town against whatever's happening. Yeah. Yeah, which and I like. This is well, like, everyone's <laughs> still all against each other. Yeah. Well, I don't like everyone against each other, but what I like about him is that he's not necessarily against people as much as just not quite. Uh, you know everything's hunky dory and right. and i think you know when you get into that everyone versus something else that's cool as long as everybody isn't just perfect with each other because people aren't you know and i like the way he brings that he is really good at it he's not like he's not wrong you know? well, I, <laughs> he's I not a bad guy but yet you know he's on the team he's not gonna try to hurt people but on the same Right, it, it's He's, not. Like, it's not, not out of malice. Yeah, it's but he just doesn't like, fit either. It, yeah, it's like I'm a dick and I get my job done. You have a problem with that? And it brings tension to the group, which is good. And when know? I said I don't like him, I don't mean I don't like the character. I think the character is really effective and does a lot for the show. I know show, what you mean. But, yeah, but I mean I just don't like his person. Like the character's personality, you know. Yeah. And I mean when he brought the people in to show him the display of the thing, and Allison was in there. He's like, Ellie, do you mind? Yeah. She's like, Oh yeah, sorry. And I'm like, he, holy he is, crap. Like, he is she, doing like everything he can to talk down to her yes, at every given yes, opportunity. He always talks to and he doesn't have to be obvious about it. It just just his subtle little way of doing it, his subtle yeah, little I, choice. I was picking up on that. Yeah, like he could have said something like 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 Allison, do you mind if I take them in and you know, or or would you would you give us just a second or something? But it's like, do you mind? Yeah. It's like, like go deal ah, with go deal with Carter. Go do it. I, I can't help but wonder what did she see in him. There must have been something at, at some point where she thought that 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 he was great. You know? uh, they probably got together over science. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> a hot night in the lab, getting all steamy. <laughs> you know, split an atom or two. Yeah, more like uh, thirteen margaritas and then a night of regret. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I actually kind of miss him. I mean, <clears throat> they toned it down a little later. Like, I, I think they found his, you know, they're still finding the characters very much. And I think they found his, like, perfect spot. 
Yeah. You know, I guess probably toward the end of the first season, right? Where he's kind of like, uh, you know, he, he's not quite as much of a dick in little ways like that, but he's still not quite on the team. I mean, that's like yeah, perfect. I suppose it's the nature of like, um, in some ways, the nature of the role. If you're going to be head of GD, you can't quite fully be on the team. At least if you're going to be that kind of leader. And he's that kind of leader that can't be among the ranks. You know, like when Allison's head of GD, she does a good job of bridging with the people who work under her. But he doesn't do that because he's just a different kind of leader. You know what I mean? It, he it, always has to kind of be separate. It's like the uh, the Picard versus Janeway level of command. But if Picard <laughs> really just didn't actually not give a damn about anybody. Yeah. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, Shut up, Fargo. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't see him quite as badly as you guys do. I, I don't. You know, I think that the... the he just rubs me the wrong way. That's yeah, I mean. and I think there's, like I said, I think there's more of that early on. Like, later on, they eliminate a lot of that little crap, but they leave the key parts in, and I like that better. Yeah. Boy, that guy is smooth, too. Stark, like, Allison walks in, and she's like, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. He looks like his <laughs> hair and everything. Like his, his hair looks, like, kind of fresh and, and, like, poofed up and gelled perfectly, and... You know, he doesn't. His, his shirt eyes, is unbuttoned. That's how you know he's been there all night, yeah. right? Yeah, his, his Somewhere around two in the morning, he just like, goes top dunk. button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm feeling really informal here. I think I need to go have a shower. He didn't even have a wrinkle in it. You know, that's like, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I know. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm running out of pressed shirts. I need to go home. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I. Um, this is a funny, funny episode because you get characters who are acting weird who we haven't fully established yet. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I thought that, um, that Fargo and, uh, and Joe were playing the, uh, the irrational paranoia really well. Yeah. Like they yeah. had that kind of monkey style, like, uh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going Monkeys. on? What's going on? What's yeah. going on? Kind of look. You know, and where they're just like, you, you know, darting around, they're yeah. darting around and yeah, not really doing, uh, yeah. and, uh, and you guys became the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> like That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I like, yeah, I like when Carter's try to get in. And they're like, no, 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 you're not going in. He just runs in. He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> classic. It's classic. It's so funny. Uh, like you mentioned, Chuck, I don't think we see Spencer again, like ever yeah. after this. I know Sir he, not appearing he in this film. Henry shop. I mean, we saw him in the pilot. You know, we see him like uh, just a couple of times in Henry shop, but then... Mm. Yeah, he just goes away. Yeah, <laughs> he is. I mean, he's kind of like, and you you forget about stuff like that when the when the series develops na- naturally as you watch yeah, it. You know, yeah. they just kind of fade away like you'd expect. But when you go back to rewatch, you're like, whoa, who the hell is this? Oh yeah, I remember him, kind of. Yeah, he's Poor like guy. he's like that other sister from the Family Matters show from the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> just as for season three, it's like she's just gone. Yeah, that's right. What's her name? That's exit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was awesome. I totally remember that because I used to watch that show like Who's your president? You know? See, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or it'll be like the little sister from Boy Meets World and, and he'll come back in the last season. <laughs> and just be like a completely different actor. Like, hey, what's up? He's like, I was stuck in the closet. <laughs> yeah. for I was grounded for a really, Five really years. long time. <laughs> Five years. She comes out all like skeletal and <laughs> damn, that's kind of cold. 
They're like, good hey. thing we put her in the closet with all those locks. <laughs> you could be a model, no. <laughs> Audra was pointing out uh, Taggart's like tricked out F one fifty too. Yeah, that was awesome. It was all like flat paint. Camo, Camo, yeah. Camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> it's got that huge lift kit on it and all that that big box on the back of it. <laughs> had enough gear to be as wide as like a 350. I know, <laughs> I know. It's great. It's great. It's classic. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of a step up from his uh, vehicle from the pilot that was literally just that little tiny little truck with the cage on the back that Carter had to yeah, break Yeah, but that was, that was classic with like yeah. Carter in the cage. Yeah. Was, was, oh, yeah. But yeah, I agree. I like his I like his new ride. You know, one of the things I love about this show is uh, when all of them get together at Spencer's house and it's like this group of people that you normally wouldn't think would hang out, you know, like yeah. Vince and Taggart and Fargo and Spencer. I mean, you could see maybe Fargo and Spencer hanging out. No, I, I could see that. Well, I, I mean, like if you're not familiar with Eureka, yeah, with you know you. what I mean? Like yeah, if sure. you're in your first run, you don't see people like. Uh, you're right. It seems less strange to me now than it did the first time. Yeah, and I just think that that's really cool that, you know, Eureka's like that. Well, you know, piracy brings everyone together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when does this come out? <laughs> <Yeah>. Next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, it's cool because that's something special about the town. You know, people, just by virtue of living in Eureka, you have something special in common with people. It's like this this kind of understanding about the way things are there. And, you know, you have all these kind of super geniuses. And so the other things that normally separate people, like age difference or cultural difference or whatever don't really seem that big a deal anymore yeah Go, I, I think it was funny um when uh uh stark refers to fargo as his assistant yeah well yeah back then and it, it, i was like oh yeah he was wasn't he because yeah. <laughs> he turns into such a major character later on well yeah he takes stark's job right now he's just <laughs> yeah right now he's just some flunky yeah he bar- actually he barely had any lines in this thing yeah, I mean, he, he really was a minor character. He, he at flipped out at the other scientist at one point because he was monkeying up. And uh, and then after that, he was pretty much just looking around like a crazy person. That chick reminded me of uh, Deanna Troy for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> she had like the hair, you know, like the 1990 like pylon bangs kind of thing. Yeah, but, oh, it was, yeah. but it was totally backwards. Like normally... Normally, Troy would be the one going, but what about this? What am I? And everybody just looks at her like, holy crap, calm down. You know, and it was backwards. It was great because Fargo comes in. He's like, rah, 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 rah. And she's just looking at him like, man, you need to calm down. Yeah. It's going to be all right. Well, it got me thinking when I realized that she reminded me of uh, Marina Sirtis. It got me thinking about how those figures are portrayed in TV, like the counselor figure, and how Beverly is sort of the Deanna yeah. Troy of Eureka, and how <laughs> it's just like completely different. I would have loved. I, you know what? I would have loved the 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 Troy character much more if if she had been in the Beverly role. Like if the whole time she what, was like an agent, evil? yes, and an agent for someone else. Well, remember that been awesome. Can there was imagine? that one episode where she started rapid aging, and she yes. she did turn into a bit of a hoe bag at one point. She she like came up with a low cut dress and started like making out with everybody in Ted Forward. She had Magda boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. But no, I mean, like it would have been funny if she was like essentially evil and and plotting the whole time. That would have been like that would have been awesome. It would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Instead of paint again, that would have been just 
Yeah, it's weird though because the thing I can't figure out is why do people trust Beverly so implicitly? Every- they're always like, "You're safe here." No, you know they're like Spencer's been traumatized. Take him to Beverly, and I'm like, "Dude, how does every, anyone trust?" Every her? time someone comes to Beverly, and Beverly's like, "Oh, it's okay. You're in a safe environment." I'm I'm screaming on the inside. No, you're not. Get the <laughs> hell out of there. Your this eyes is terrible. Are screaming. <laughs> yeah. You know, Remember in I- the pilot when I murdered somebody? Yeah. And that's what I don't understand is like, well, I, I would think that even without knowing all the like evil stuff that she's done, yeah. regular smart people in Eureka should be able to intuitively be able to tell that she's not trustworthy, at least a little bit, because she doesn't right. engender any sense Why? of like Why? calm at all. No, I mean, th- these are scientists that, you know, they're not big on on figuring other people out. That's the whole point of why Carter's there. Yeah, so yeah that's I, a good point. It's, it's like everybody trusts everybody in this community until they don't. And uh, they that's, I mean, that's why they continually get burned. But why? Carter's the only one that figures it out. What, what do they have to not trust her? How, why would they? What I'm saying is that I would think that somebody would have, you know, picked up on the kind of... Uh, the body language or, you know, when you look people in the eye, when you talk to them, you can sometimes sense that if they're hiding something or if they're not who they say they are or whatever. And I would think that there had to be at least one or two people that would have noticed that over time. Right. But the the other problem that we have um, from that outsider's perspective and seeing the stuff that she's done is that we're biased against all of the, the little things that she's doing. Like she is actually taking care of, of Spencer and you know yeah. you know getting him clothed and we know she's a crazy, on him. But, yeah, yeah. We, we know she's crazy but to to the outsiders she's just bringing tea and talking about discussions yeah, and sleeping really with senators it, but I don't think they have any any reason to to but doubt I, her. I still don't right. get because I I've never really seen like if I could see an encounter with Beverly and one of her patients that shows her actually helping well, see, the, and being like genuinely sincere and helpful. Right. I, I could see how they would be. I fooled. think that that's part of the, um, the where, where's, uh, where's, uh, where's the kids of the show. It's the stuff that you can't yeah. see in the show because it's not part of the plot. Right. And she's probably doing that. And the, the only parts that we're seeing is all the stuff behind closed doors that is making her the skeevy person. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I'd say that a lot of her job as well you know, Stark called her up and said, look, you know, we, we need this funding. So she's she's not just a therapist. She's also like a psychoanalyst that is working as an agent for the town. Yeah. That's like, you know, th- they give her a little bit of a pass because that is her job is is to read people and I, and I make under- those kind of calls. Right? I understand all of that. And it, uh, it all makes very logical sense. But there's just yeah. a little nagging bit of it that doesn't make emotional sense to me. Because you know how like later on in, in Eureka, and as with a lot of really good sci-fi shows, you'll have those those moments where it's really important. Uh, oh, here's a good example. Uh, in late series Eureka, when Beverly essentially is inside Allison's head. Right, yeah. And <laughs> she, you know, Jack figures it out, you know. Yeah. And it's not just because, I, I don't That's think much it's... much later, though. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying is they, they actually change the, the tone of the show. And I think they, they tighten it up and they make it a little bit smarter where people can actually sense stuff that's not readily apparent. And I, right. think, that, I think that that's, that's just a na- kind of I think that's just natural having been together much longer. Like right now, they barely know each other. Yeah, in and some and ways. actually, if, if you think about it, Carter's the one that would be most likely to figure this out. Right. And after his first skeevy encounter, he's probably not going to have much to do with her at all. Yeah. Like he's 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 got his own thing to do. He's going to stay away from that. 
and just you know it's like well, okay well the town trusts her so whatever it's like yeah, she just yeah. gets faded into the background well, totally and, totally fair enough i yeah. mean i guess i can't make really good arguments except that i just feel like there's just this nagging feeling that it's a little bit lois lane you right. know like really like nobody can tell <laughs> that she's like this evil person just like really all he's wearing is glasses yeah. <laughs> oh yeah and he took the gel out of his hair how, how is this yeah. different yeah maybe it's just me i don't know Right, but I, I I can't actually remember forward to how she got exposed, and well, I this episode she was kind of exposed, but but yeah, when is she not? But you know, I I can't remember if it was because people figured it out or she, that she made some big play or something like. I can't remember. I, I can't remember either. I know that there's one coming up where she like starts revealing everyone's secrets over like the radio that station. That is awesome. <laughs> that you remember it was over the phone network, the oh, little yeah. phone oh, video right. network. Yeah, <laughs> and she gets to like I don't know G or something before they oh, yeah, stop. Yeah, like her. alphabetically, she tells everyone's secrets in the town. You know that doesn't even cling to her either. They're like, oh well, it's Beverly. You know. <laughs> no, I, I think it was whatever like, had gone it's wrong. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh well, that's Eureka. It's yeah, it's it's the uh, the problem of the week's fault, and you know we're all victims. And and they kind of are. I mean, you could see. Well, yeah. If if a town had as many freaky problems as that town, you'd have to develop some sense of de- just letting it go. <laughs> I like that when Carter's like, Henry, please tell me you don't believe in aliens, because he absolutely doesn't believe in aliens, but he knows that if it's possible. Henry's the guy to kind of, you know, yeah. do the reality always, check. Henry's you know? always the one telling him all these things he Henry thought were impossible be, anyway. Because so. Henry would be straight with him. Henry yeah. would be like, okay, there might be, you know? It's like that conversation they had about ghosts. Yeah. With, uh, you know, Walter yeah. or Peterson or whatever. And he's like, well, come on, Henry. I mean, what do you think about ghosts? And Henry's like, well, you know, I believe that pretty much anything's possible. That we're, you know, we have this energy. And you're like, okay, you know, you can see why okay. he trusts him. <laughs> Yeah. I like that. You're like, okay. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. You know, the other thing that we noticed watching this was was the music standing out because we're getting we're so <laughs> not in a good it. way. I'm At sorry. My favorite is that like generic music number that you know that it, it is like classic temp track music that yeah. they're like well, maybe we could just buy that and use it because, you know, we, we don't have anybody to do this I hate for to, us. I hate to crap on it, but it's like, no, it's so I funny know, because know. we're so used in, in the later series to, to the Bear McCreary, like, laid out very slick. Yeah. Everything right. makes sense and we're, is we're, perfect. We're spoiled on series with good music. It's terrible. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, da-da-da, da-da-da, it just comes like, in and you're like... Did they even record that with live <laughs> instruments or is that just a really good MIDI uh, yeah. It's just kind of like goes... <laughs> And it just comes the, in. The, and bad, the worst part of it, I, I really noticed, was at the end when you know Carter got, gets them all to stand down by convincing. You know what that, 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 that reminds yeah. me of? You know what that reminds me of? That song at the end. It reminds me of the uh, music at the end of Top Gun. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. It's like that kind of faux ballad. It's like a synthesizer ballad. It's like which was boom, acceptable boom, in the eighties. <laughs> Either that, either that, or they just hit the you know they got a one of the Casio keyboards in and just hit the demo button. That's no, what that's, the like. like. that's the other one. That's the other one. Like I said, <laughs> that's, music number two. <laughs> that's the suspense music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. We we totally have gotten spoiled because the music <laughs> they is. They have generally a soundboard. So it says it's like you know it's on an iPhone. It has a button. It says like suspense. <laughs> <laughs> but it says like res- resolution. 
Emotion. <laughs> Outro. Emotion. No, Thing we ripped off from the pilot. No, but I mean, it's funny because it's it's really not that bad. It's just no. compared to what it is in the later seasons, it's just not even close. And what a great yeah. example of how important the score is to yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because yeah, because it kind of did take me a little bit out of it at the end because it 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 started to feel a little less genuine because <laughs> yeah. well, music carries the emotion and then it's just like boom 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 it supports boom. it yeah <laughs> if it starts yeah. carrying it you're like wait a minute yeah I know it's what like, you mean it's like not right. it's supposed to kind of bolster it just a oh little that's not right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I felt like I was watching a kind of a cheesy drama like from the late eighties or something where they're riding off into the sunset. Old episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I made a funny. <laughs> <laughs> I made another funny. <laughs> oh, good old Master Splinter. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie, Chuck? I never saw any of it. Oh, I saw. Oh, really? You never saw the show? I mean, I it was on TV. I know that I you mean, were so like way. I, I recognized the characters to some extent. You're like in but college yeah, or something yeah. when it was popular, so right. I, I totally understand. That. The only one that I could pick out of a lineup is April, though. Mm. Oh, well, Michelangelo's the one with the orange bandana. I'd have to write this down. Leonardo's the blue one with the with the katana. Yeah, nice. Michelangelo has a, like, what is it, that... Um, Paintbrush? Which no, one are you talking that, about? Michelangelo, he has that long... Um, no, that's Donatella. Oh, you're right, that's Donatella. Donatella with the wah, purple. Wah, wah, with the purple. Michelangelo, Michelangelo has, the has nunchucks, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> Raphael has, uh, uh, what are they, the the short uh, swords with the, the things on it? It's yeah, like those little three-pronged... Flight of the Concords making the, the wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those little three-pronged uh, weapons, the... Uh, Thighs? Uh, no, what is no it that might be right, yeah. P.S. something. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's right. I'll get corrected. <laughs> nice. My favorite was always Michelangelo, though. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, we even played that in band. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. And we all wore little, like, felt bandanas. Wow. In concert band. In concert band, we did the Star Wars theme once. Nice. We did Star Wars in senior or junior year. That was cool. We did the Cantina song. It sounded song. much terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it sounded a lot worse. And it's than not that. simplified at all. We we also did Duel of the Fates, which is the nice. from uh, Phantom Menace. That got that got <laughs> hard because you know. <laughs> <laughs> Should have done the Yub Yub song. Yeah. What were we watching the other night? That was on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I, I'm actually a few episodes behind on that. Oh, okay, we won't get oh, away. Oh, damn. It's awesome. Yeah, it actually makes a big <laughs> appearance. No way. Yes. You got to see Barney's, Barney's like history of the Ewoks presentation. <laughs> what are we podcasting for? I need to go watch that. <laughs> I love how he wears the ducky tie in every episode now. Juan hasn't seen any of this. Oh, I've, sorry, I've sorry. complete no. It's fine. That's that's it's all right. We should I just, just go right now and watch them all. Yeah. <laughs> Screw all of you. We're gonna go watch How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> we could we we could put them on. <laughs> oh well. But yeah, I mean, let's face it. I mean, this is especially if you're watching the first time around. You know, I I remember not. I remember enjoying this a lot the first time we watched it. You know. Yeah. But but in hindsight, it's so much different because it, it's it, I guess what I'm saying is that it gets so much better than this, you know? Yeah. Ooh. And to be honest, I mean, 
like, you know, I love Eureka. Of course I love Eureka. But to be honest, this is one of my less favorite episodes because it's just kind of slow. And you know that the whole alien thing is not real. So when they're building up suspense and, and Spencer is like, you know, Beverly's like stroking his shoulder and he's sitting there all covered in crap and wrapped in a blanket and like, oh, he's here to get us. You know, you're just kind of like, yeah, we know it's not real. So just yeah. show us some character development. Come well, on, you know. What, what I also was kind <laughs> of impatient <laughs> bastards. Give us what we want. Oh, wait. We don't know what we want. Just give us something else. Yeah. Something else. Something else. Something else. Something else. Something else. One thing I was a little bit disappointed the second time around was uh, with the uh, Carter Joe story. Yeah. Because they, they did use it as kind of the resolution to the whole paranoia story. And there was that conflict between them and the whole you know, lack of respect between themselves. But I, because their relationship goes so much deeper into the future, like, and it, it gets fleshed out. It felt just a little sh- on the shallow side. Like well, yeah, it wasn't it really, fle- of course it well, is. Obvi- I know, obviously and I'm not, I'm not ragging on the show because they haven't had the character development yet. But watching it the second time around, we it's watch like, out for well, that, yeah, because we're totally falling. We, I think we're totally falling into that. And I think anybody rewatching would, because this show grew so far yeah. You know, that it's just not fair to it. You know, it's like it's like when you come back to the, the third freaking episode, you know, it's like, oh, they didn't have any relationship. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah. I had the same feeling. You, I want you to know, I mean, I was the same way. I'm like, man, why don't they get into some real stuff here? Oh, yeah. You know what? You know what did pique my interest, though, was uh, starting to go back into some of the Section 5 stuff. Oh, yeah. Because I completely. Like oh, you are so right. <laughs> I completely forgot. We were talking about, about that. that. Yeah. And and you know it was it was such a big part of the first season, um, you know not to spoil it for a lot of people that are watching for the first time here, but you know it's like you know that congressman goes in and he gets kidnapped afterwards. How do you he, like that two thousand and one reference? Uh, with the what with the with the camera straight on his face while he's in the suit oh, and you see yeah, all the light yeah. reflecting off of his uh, his helmet. Yeah, that was a, that was an awesome shot. Um, but what was, what was cool is that, you know, it's, it's that important that he gets abducted and nearly like inches away from being sliced open across the, the rib and cage. And he's, and he's just, just like, no, I'll just give you more funding. <laughs> it's like, this is that like, important. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big, but I mean, it's he's like, despite that, it, <laughs> I will probably give you the money anyway. <laughs> yeah. It really was. I mean, it was, and, and I, I kind of got a, a glimpse of that because we were we were talking about it during you know as the episode kind of when 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 we saw it we we're like oh yeah holy crap and you know it's funny because this it never really completely resolves right I mean it, it does resolve and go right, away and, but yeah it, it acts as a plot device going into season two and everything but it's it's not really completely fleshed out wow and just i i just made the connections of exactly how important it is because i guess we're not really um holy crap yeah every it's it's essentially it's essential to every season yeah i know that's crazy you almost got to wonder if maybe there's another reference coming up be cool, in, the, in, the, in the next season nice. that maybe it'll start to tie back into it would be itself. awesome if it wrapped back around mm-hmm. you know what what also would be awesome is if somehow the timelines like fell back into oh. place and, and then we got another up- uh, yeah that we yeah everything started going 
sideways again. That would be cool. Or if it went to another reality and we get Stark back. And I hope we like get that. Stark back. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, as much as I complain about him, he, yeah. brings, he brings a conflict like, to the show that is pretty cool. I yeah. want to complain about him more. I want him back so I can complain about him. I miss him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, jumping ahead a little bit to that time after he was gone, but uh, uh, Carter was imagining him. You could tell yes. they were just having oh, yeah. so much fun oh, having yeah. him back on oh, set. Yeah. That it, yeah, it, it it would be great to to start to see some uh, some season one and two stuff start wrapping up in in the fifth coming up here. That would yeah, be that's awesome. Cool. I wonder. Okay. I'm going completely sideways here, but I'm wondering if uh, yeah, we never do that. You know, you know that um, terminal that all the monkeys were sitting around, and then later <laughs> Fargo. Um, <laughs> It was wow. a, it's it's it was a six sided terminal uh-huh. that was the general shape of the TARDIS console. Mm. Well, it's the general shape of the one in Red Dwarf too. Right, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I was just remembering some stills I saw from the old Doctor Who series, and it, it actually look looked a like lot that, yeah. closer that's to pretty yeah. Cool. Yeah, you're right. I, I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, again, with the 2001 reference, you know, you've got the apes, you've got the. Yeah, might as well throw you in know, a hexagon control console. I don't think that's beyond you know reasonability at all. I think that it's perfectly uh, probable that the people writing the show are big sci-fi fans and would you know consciously or not put in little references yeah. like that. Then again, it could be like next gen, and it's like random control prop number seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, don't a lot of those kind of social tests in science involve people um, kind of all facing each other as well? But like when all the Simpsons crazy people, <laughs> when all the Simpsons are hooked up to the shock yeah. collars. <laughs> it just seems like one of those things we have seen, right? You know, with yeah. them all kind of at a at a console. kind of a recurring sci-fi theme that Maybe just keeps so, weaving yeah. weaving throughout. Speaking I, of, we have the funny the funny like one off where Henry is like, "Oh yeah, I picked footage that would make them." You know, that would that would be calming and relaxing to each of them and Joe's is like Yeah, it's like a war movie with yeah. like guys carrying their friend like through the river or whatever and she's like yeah. crying. <laughs> that was awesome. I think the um that shot of the explosion when they were first watching the movie right uh-huh. at the start, yeah. I think that was a shot from Apollo thirteen. That's funny. From the bottom when they're you know, when the sh- when the ship's blasting well, off. Like the flames are coming toward the yeah. camera like that. Yeah, it's either that or it's file footage because I also saw a NASA credit on the end of the credits, so interesting. Nice. It, it could actually just be actual file photos of uh, of an Apollo mission. Could be. I always figured it was the Earth images that they were well, that they were well, crediting. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. I bet it, it could be. What's, what studio is this, and do they are they the same studio that did a, Apollo 13? I don't know. Audra, Listeners, let us know. Yeah, Audra, I meant to ask you one. Audra said she liked the road where uh, where they kidnapped the uh, senator. It's just such a where is that? like a, a beautiful shot. I mean, you always Looks get like that. <laughs> it's always like just rained and those yeah. beautiful trees. Well, that's that's yeah. that's Vancouver it's for your, you. It's up the street from your your place, right? No, uh, I'm kidding. It, it looked like it was probably North Vancouver. Yeah, somewhere you know, basically you go over the bridge and it's a little bit of residential and nothing. And so it's nice. basically these kind of you know roads cut in in pine tree forests and stuff like that. the well the, the whole province looks like that so there yeah it could have been anywhere could have been anywhere yeah <laughs> could have could have been behind my house you know if you're wondering where Eureka is that's where it is yeah well you know what's neat about the geography of the show um i think that 
when I was a kid, there were a few movies that made a big impression on me, and they had that geography, like specifically um, E.T., which, yeah. which is a little bit, I think, California, but there were some pine forests. And then um, uh, Goonies. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And Goonies, if I remember, uh, is filmed, isn't it in Astoria in Washington? No clue. But it's not too far from you know the same area that we're talking about in there. It's all the same forest. Well, there there are the yeah, there are these uh, scenes in Goonies in the beginning where they're riding their bikes down these kind of winding, you know, these winding roads that cut through these like amazing just tall pine forests with the sunlight kind of flickering through them, and uh, something about. You know how when you're a kid, things just like really affect you and you kind of really get absorbed into the movie. And I remember just always thinking that that was so cool and so beautiful and really identifying with that. And I lived in Washington then. And, uh, you know, I remember going out like my Aunt Mary would take out me and my cousins or whatever. And uh, we would sometimes drive through that area where they shot Goonies. And I remember uh, she would point it out to us, you know. And uh, w- me and my little cousins, like, we would always call it the beautiful forest because we didn't know what the name of it actually was. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Like, can we go see the beautiful forest? Aww. And she'd go, yeah. yeah. And she'd, she'd, like, take that road and drive us through and everything. So I always Drive have, you right through Eureka. Yeah. <laughs> I always have these kind of uh, fond connections when I when I see that landscape. And I just, like, I, I feel kind of wistful for it because I haven't really lived in a place that looked like that in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the the comment about it having just rained is definitely accurate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it has always just rained, <laughs> or it's about to. One or yeah. the other, or, or is at. raining. I figured out Eureka is essentially right next to Caprica. Yeah, you, go, you go down that road. <laughs> you, no, you go down that road. You go around the corner, and Chief is uh, running from Cylons with his party, trying to get off of uh, Cobol. Yeah. <laughs> Stop at the cafe. Ask Mulder and Scully for directions. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And then head to the Stargate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's classic. It's classic. I don't see a problem with that. You know, you know the biggest, uh, in, in Stargate, the funniest thing I always thought was, you know, I, I'm good with them being at the mountain all the time, but then when they would go home, it's clearly Vancouver. Oh, very much so. You know, yeah, it has yeah. that look to it. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. and Like the episode where we see Carter at her house. Oh, and yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Orlin. Or or the apartments like yeah remember yeah you remember the ones with the um, this is my friend Murray <laughs> <laughs> you know the, or the ones where Teal gets his apartment yeah you know? yeah you're I like love those that episodes. is Vancouver okay well, well yeah, yeah. exactly that's I mean, <laughs> awesome I was actually watching uh, Alias uh-huh. which is also filmed out of there yeah and one of the remote cities that they went to was Vancouver. I'm like, oh, so, really? so this is a low-budget episode, then. <laughs> you don't even have to change the license plates this time. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, they're just driving down the middle of the city. It's like, okay, well, that's, yeah. <laughs> really? This is the best you could do? <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't even go out to shoot. You know, they just lean out of their offices with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stock Vancouver footage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Useful, you know? No, they just... They just <laughs> put a webcam out the window it's all good it's true you never see him go to places like you know rio <laughs> or like the moon you know <laughs> mexico city or well, they could make the Titan. they could make vancouver look like the moon right <laughs> you know they, sure they don't go they make right. it look like everything else <laughs> actually the moon looks like vancouver i think oh, is yeah. what it comes down to exactly it's like vancouver is the efficient. chuck norris of locations <laughs> yeah you know we should probably wrap up 
Audrey, got anything to add here at the end? Well, rest in peace, character Spencer, wherever Aww. you end up. <laughs> we liked you while it lasted. <laughs> Juan? Your eyes are burning holes into my soul. No. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. What? Oh, because you're not used to having us actually look at you. <laughs> it's eye contact Eve, remember? I am terrified. It back. <laughs> He's bringing it back. <laughs> It's a callback, Audra. Damn it. What? <laughs> Write it on the board next time. That's, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. We will be back here again with more eye contacty goodness next Sweet. week. From everyone here at Save Eureka and GWC, thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch Eureka or other fun shows with some of the friendliest people in geekdom, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. We'd love to hear from you as well. If you have something to add to the show, give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. Financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate. 